Hello, and welcome to the Bridgetown Daily for Friday, May 22nd. My name is Colin Majak, and I am on the communities team here at Bridgetown Church. Last month, my wife and I moved into a new home just a mile from our new church building. And yes, it was a strange time to buy and move into a new home. And while we love our home and are so grateful for it, something I've quickly realized is that I notice every single imperfection of our house. I'll be sitting in this cozy corner of our house, praying and drinking my morning coffee, and then notice the slight indent in the drywall, or the piece of chipping paint near the baseboard, or the scratches on the windowsill, and it becomes all I can think about, nagging at my thoughts in what would otherwise be a very peaceful moment. So my wheels start turning and my mind runs wild with an impossible to complete list of projects that I need to get done. Now, while you may not be borderline obsessive perfectionist like me, I use this example because it points to something that exists in all of us. We all have something or maybe someone in our lives that we wish was different or even perfect. It could be your home, your marriage, your spouse, or maybe your lack of spouse. It could be your financial or living situation, or your job or friendships. Maybe it's your children, or a plan that went south, your personality that you wish was different, or your body, whether because you face illness, or you simply wish you looked different than you do right now. And more often than not, this longing for things to be different consumes so much of our mental real estate, either in our attempts to fix what is wrong or to escape it. We keep a never-ending list of ways that we wish our lives were different. One way to think about suffering is as the painful gap between what we long for and what we are actually dealing with in our real lives. The problem is, our suffering is prolonged every time we fail to accept this painful gap between our longings and what actually is. Put another way, our suffering is prolonged the more that we fight reality. Now, this isn't to say that longing for something to be different is wrong. Think with me of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He had just enjoyed a meal with his close friends, But hanging over him was the knowledge that within the moments and hours to come, he'll be betrayed by a close friend, mocked publicly, unjustly condemned, tortured, and crucified. And with longing in his voice, he says to the Father, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. In other words, let this suffering pass over me. Take it away. Change it. He goes on, Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Again, it is not the longing that is the problem for us or for Jesus. But what happens when we pray and God doesn't change our reality? When the cup of suffering does not pass us by like we'd hoped and things stay exactly as they are. When faced with the gap between what we long for and what is, there are three basic ways that we can respond. The first is to fight reality, to do everything in our power to change what is. If it's your marriage, to change your spouse. If it's your body, to work out, to diet, to go through all the motions to make something happen. Or if it's a sickness or a job loss or something more, to rail against what is with everything you have. To fight. Yet Jesus did not fight his painful reality. 
In Matthew 27, while hanging from the cross, Jesus is mocked by those who are saying, save yourself, come down from the cross if you are the son of God. If that's who you really are, just end it. But instead of calling down angels and getting off the cross, Jesus stayed with the pain. He remained on that cross. Another way to respond is to escape reality, whether by numbing ourselves to reality with TV, alcohol, social media, food, working out, or even focusing all of our attention on a career endeavor. Human beings are capable of forging endless paths of emotional and mental escape. Yet Jesus doesn't run to escape his reality either. In verse 34, Jesus is offered wine mixed with gall, an herb that some historians argue had a narcotic effect. Yet, instead of taking the edge off of his suffering, again, Jesus stayed present to his reality, to his pain, to his longing and suffering. And that is the third way to respond, to accept our reality, no matter how painful it may be. Think of Jesus in the garden, his line, yet not my will, but your will be done. Or Luke's telling of the story about Jesus' last breath in which he says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. For Jesus, the way to peace is not fighting or escaping our reality, but accepting the pain of our reality and finding God within it. Because that is where God is. Not in your fantasy life, but in your actual life with all the pain and suffering and throbbing and aches of existence, with all the splinters in your soul and the ways you long for life to be different. It's right there where God is. And should we accept that reality, joy, life, fulfillment, and peace wait for us on the other side, just like they did for Jesus. More often than not, we, we cannot change our reality. That painful gap will always exist. And so, if we are to be content and at peace, the way forward is not about fighting or escaping, but acceptance of what is. As one priest I read recently wrote, we must learn to stay with the pain of life, without answers, without conclusions, and some days without meaning. What if you resolve to embrace and accept the life you actually live? To be present to it and acknowledge that it is okay, even if it isn't what you wanted. What may be waiting for you on the other side? What may be resurrected within you? Over the past week or so, I've been integrating the serenity prayer into my morning time of prayer. It was written by a theologian by the name of Reinhold Niebuhr, but it was popularized by Alcoholics Anonymous. Many of us are familiar with some, some or all of this prayer, but I've been recently struck by just how profound it is. So to close, I want to lead us through this prayer. To begin, maybe take a moment to close your eyes. Draw in a few deep breaths in and out. If you're open to it, I would encourage you to open your hands in front of you in a posture of openness before God. Now call to mind a few areas of your life that you long to be different. Maybe something you fought to change or have tried to escape time and time again. 
Ask the Holy Spirit to highlight one or two things and then just hold them in your mind for a moment. Then ask him, how have I fought this reality? Or how have I tried to escape it? And allow him to show you. And now holding that painful or difficult reality in your mind, I encourage you to prayerfully speak out the words, this is my reality and it's okay. Now pray this with me as I read the serenity prayer over you. God, give me the grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed. Courage to change the things which should be changed and the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did, the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right by surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Go in peace. Amen.